This is a jury rigged episode of Hippie and the Caveman, episode three, with Alicia Baruti. Hello, hello. And yeah, so we're jury rigged at our house. I've set up the laptop. I didn't update any of the stuff Macintosh told me to, so God willing, this gets on air. But anyway, it is October 24th. We're rolling up on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Allie and I are going to chat for a little bit, and then we're going to bring a special guest, Scott Seagren from Exit Entertainment. He is a filmmaker in uh, our local city of Los Angeles. Allie and I have both worked with him in different capacities. That sounded a little pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you do have to be careful. You know? We've been actors in films that were not of the adult the, nature. They're not of the adult nature. <laughs> there was a, there, yeah, there's an adult theme, but... I mean, well... I mean, it depends what you consider adult because, you that's, know, you, yeah. can't, you can't show zombie stuff to your kids. That's true. Yeah. So on that note, yeah, segue on accident maybe. Uh, Scott is directed and produced and acted, starred, wrote, I don't know what he didn't do on a season one of Survival of the Dumbest. Um, it is actually an awesome, it's yet to been done. It's kind of a, a Shaun of the Dead spinoff, but it's, it's basically if... During the zombie apocalypse, if the dumb people survive, which we all know that's actually <laughs> probably what will happen, um, it's the three dumbest people in the city survive, and obviously the mishaps and adventures, and they just got funding for season two, and they oh, started they shooting. Really? Yeah, they started shooting last week, and I want to... Oh, that's awesome. Allie and I had a... They started doing little mini-sodes while they were getting funding for the second season. Allie and I had a little... Uh, uh, just episode guest starring role thing, yeah. with a little throw a little throwback to a Star Wars joke inside of it at the end. And <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah. So Allie and I've been trying to correlate our schedules as always. Allie has a brood of like sixteen, or sixteen <laughs> or just three, Don't three, give me more. three humans, but a responsibility list unlike anything I've ever experienced. And uh, I just have really nothing near as relative as children but you know <laughs> she keeps busy so you have a dog that's a, hum- I have a dog that's yes. a life that you care for that i mean is. it's not a human life but... yeah but like unlike a, a human if i put a human door in the back door and just say <laughs> take care of yourself poop in the backyard <laughs> yeah social services gets all up in an uproar i'm like my baby's outside pooping in the backyard <laughs> i put a door there i have a bowl full of food i can easily access that's so. funny um, yeah, so I'm at Allie's house. I had to come over here in my pajamas because I just got a, uh, I only, this is self-deprecating, but I, this is one of the topics actually on the original concept of the show, a day in the life of, I've, I'm currently spray tanned and I Sorry. smell of, I don't know what that smell. It's just hideous. What, you know, what do you liken it to? I don't, spray tan. Spray tan it's, is a spray tan it smell. It has a very distinct spray tan smell. Yeah. And, and I like... You said when you came over and, you know, like we we had a quick hug there, like you said, you know, I just got spray tanned and I couldn't smell it, but I know anytime I get spray tanned or I do the self tanner, I feel like it's all I can smell, but I yeah. can't smell it on you. Really? So I think it's probably, it's my, like... My, Jeff, my <laughs> Jeff Musk overwhelms the spray tan musk. No, I think it's, <laughs> I think it gets like lodged in your nasal passages. Maybe, that, yeah. Maybe. Oh, that could be true, the spray. Yeah, but, um, that's what it is. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Random quick explanation for those of you wondering why I would possibly... Who's the guy? Mark Hamill? Who, not Mark Hamill. That's uh, Luke Skywalker. Who's that famous old guy that has like the spray tan, silver hair? Oh, you know I can't think of his name, but I well, know that exactly guy, who you're talking about. He did it about. randomly or all day long for the rest of his life. I I have uh, boo-hoo, poor me. I'm lucky enough to have been asked to be me. Firefighter calendar. Cliche of cliches. <laughs> Six and a half foot tall. But we don't mind. Yeah, no, I'm not mine. It's awesome. I just, uh, 
so yeah, I have to get a spray tan because I'm, I don't want cancer. <laughs> so that's going on. Um, yeah, the release is Saturday and it's all goes to breast research, breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> breast breast research. research. I'm sure there'll be some of that going on too. I mean, firefighters do have quite the reputation. That's awesome. Um, not me, but yes, there, those are out there, but no, the event does not go to breast research. <laughs> Breast cancer research. Couldn't have scripted okay, that. So here's a question. <laughs> okay. Was it the chicken and the egg first? Because you know firefighters are players, typically, yeah. stereotypically. But Ali, Ali will. I hope. Yes, vouch. You are, I'm not. You are I'm not, not a, a player. player. Yes, that is very true. You definitely. I didn't pay to say that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Got any money? You can pay me later. Yeah. Um, I just have money. to mow her lawn. No, but what I was going to say is that like, stereo, uh, firefighters are very stereotypical players. And women love firefighters. Yes, we do. <laughs> so the question is, are firefighters players because women love firefighters and they realize ooh. like, ooh, we can we can get whatever That's we want. That's definitely chicken or egg. Or are women like all about firefighters because firefighters are players and they like know how to make a woman scream? You're going to have to ask. Yeah, that's that's your <laughs> that's your gender's answer. I wonder that's a really I, good But question. I will attest that is a it is uh it is kryptonite. Just those. If you guys knew the amount of cancerous carbon that are on is on our gear, I would <laughs> probably turn you guys off immediately. I, it's horrendous. So I know it's the yellow pants. It's yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of those yellow pants and no shirts Saturday. Is so, that what you guys are wearing to oh, the yeah. event? Is the yeah, yellow pants yellow and pants. no shirts? They're wearing t-shirts. Uh, I was fortunate enough. I'm the one that is not wearing a t-shirt. So wait, that's the self tan. The, the yellow pants and the red suspenders and no t-shirt. Yellow, yellow. Uh, every guy's different, but we're on the yellow pants, suspenders, and a t-shirt. <sighs> <laughs> so ladies, ladies, ladies. That's funny. It's, that's awesome. uh, yeah. So um, good for you. Yeah, I'll be on set. It's, it's, it's yeah. Allie's making a movie instead of supporting breast research. <laughs> <laughs> Breast cancer, breast cancer. And for the record, this movie is not a pornographic exactly. movie. That's the last three episodes we've had to do that, is disclaim that the movie we're working on is not porn. It's not porn. Um, <laughs> no, it's for breast cancer research. So we are showing our tatas to support tata research, to tata cancer research. I'm going to say that Saturday, too. I'll be on stage with a microphone. Like, Thank you for coming here and helping us support breast. Support tata. Breast research. Cancer, cancer research, breast cancer. What's funny... I can do great with a script. What's funny <laughs> is that now that you've said that... Yeah, it's, I've incepted it's, myself. It's in your head. It really is. I've incepted myself. You've incepted yourself. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the Leonardo DiCaprio kind of inception, not the kind of inception our parents had. That's conception. <laughs> <laughs> That's conception. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Now, let me tell you. Something Jeff, with, when a man loves a woman... <laughs> He starts to feel funny. Yeah. Great. I feel like I'm 13 again. <laughs> like, stop talking to me, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did your grandpa give you the No, my mom, my parents were very, uh, this is just, this just this shows us writing itself today. My grandparents, um, not my grandparents, your good parents. Lord, because we talked about grandparents. Um, they were very, uh, what were they? what's that one book like everybody poops uh-huh yes obviously no correlation to sex but it was that kind of book science they're very they're parents, very technical yeah they're very yeah. awesome they said here's a book read questions ask you know yeah that i could just i could picture little jeff little jeff bosley being raised with with sex education and a powerpoint back <laughs> in 1980 or so when that would have or seven when the hell when did, when's sex ed probably appropriate uh, in the family 
Do you have kids? I, mean, I, I think like between fifth and seventh grade. Like how old's that? Um, I think like ten. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. Twelve. If yeah. they had PowerPoint, I'm sure I would have appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of PowerPoint presentation in a, a ten-page document with footnotes. As a as a parent, it's kind of scary because you want to make sure that you have the conversation before they hear about it from their exactly. friends, but you don't want to freak them out too early. Yeah. If you want to beat them to the punch, you're like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't go to the nursery ward and say, all right, here's what's going down. Here's how you got here 20 minutes ago. I actually never got the birds and the bees talk. What? I really didn't. Because um, I was the youngest of like three siblings. You just and... figured it'd work itself out. <laughs> no, I think I just kind of like my parents were like, they kind of figured that I had already kind of got some information and it was just kind of like left at that. That's awesome. I know, right? I mean, I, I had though. I, I got... You know, you hear stuff on the playground, and well, yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm no scientist, but Allie has three kids, so she <laughs> she, she knows how the birds and bees work. So Clearly, whatever I, f- I figured it out. Third time's the charm. She's like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's what why happened. it keeps happening. Gosh, all right, no more. <laughs> like, my kids actually, this is like my brief kid tangent. Something came up about kids today, and I was like, well, I'm not going to have any more. And my kids were like, they're like, never say never. You never oh, know. <laughs> and like, because, you know, they don't really know yet. And so they were, they don't, they don't know how it happens. And <laughs> yeah. so they were like, you never know, mom. <laughs> you <laughs> can like, never know. It's highly possible. Well, I know that. I know that. But that's a whole other topic. Yes. No, enjoy. Yeah. I, oh, God. I can't even imagine this. The... In, on that note, if you have to go, we can go to our message from our sponsors of Night Terrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. I have a sick baby, so. Yeah, so. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we'll save it and go to a sponsor of Children's Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're back. Alicia has drugged her children. No, she just, she's a very good mother. She doesn't drug them. My first instinct would be to be the bottle of green juice. Also known as NyQuil, so. Um, but other than that, we'll... <laughs> uh, the birds of the bees, that was our last horrendous topic because I was thinking about a PowerPoint. And I was, that's, <laughs> that sounds sorry. horrendous. Um, but yeah, uh, so Allie and I have... A lot's happened since. Halloween's coming up. Um, ladies first, what have you been up to in your world of film, etc.? Oh, I mean, I've been working on, well, a couple films, which is always nice because, you know, the summer was slow. And so I um, I filmed, uh, I was working on this project all last weekend called Soul Fixation. And I actually got to kill someone, which was really fun. <laughs> I actually got to kill two people. <laughs> um, she has this deep-seated urge to well, This is the thing. I mean, obviously, like, your casting is a very specific type of casting. And uh, you, okay, I see that. You get to, like, to. you get to do that type of stuff. Um, that's not normally like the little five foot two blonde. <laughs> it's not your wheelhouse. It's not, it's not normal for me. So it was actually pretty fun. Um, I got to strangle someone <laughs> as I'm laughing about it I know, it I'm right kind of worried now. Um, and then I got to shoot someone. It was really, really fun. And so. And I see why we, I did it for a job. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's different. Um, not that kind of job. Yeah, no, so it was, I mean, really fun. It's always, um, it's always fun to work on a project and when, you know, you've been working on something and rehearsing and everything kind of comes together and the magic happens and, um, I don't know, you know. I don't want you to forget who is your special co-star in your um, last, in your, not this, but your other project. Um, what do you mean? Which other 
Oh, that's right. No, I will. I de- will awesome. get to that. Yeah, okay, I awesome. on. Um, I actually got to take my daughter on a shoot. So for a commercial shoot, which was awesome, it was her first time on set, and so it was really fun getting to have my daughter on set and her getting to see how it all works. And um, no, on set as in she was in it with you. Yes, not like yes, she, watching. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she was in the commercial as well, and um, she got a lot of attention. Well, as, sure. Um, there was only two kids on set, and there was an eleven-year-old boy, and, and yours then, was better, and then an eight-year-old girl. So clearly, yeah. awkward eleven-year-old boy, cute eight-year-old girl, <laughs> and um, the director kept coming over and being like. You know, hey, hey, Brooklyn, are you doing okay? And oh. bringing her snacks and stuff like that. So it was. You need it to was attend. Fun. I do. I it's fine. We'll go to a commercial. Actually, what I'll do is I'll call Scott. Okay. All right. All right. So Allie now just dosed her kid with another set of uh, Nyquil because I not he's apparently my kids. Uh, he's apparently delirious because he's seeing things. So he's, he's unconscious upstairs. And so if we have any more interruptions, that brings me to uh, why I won't hit stop because we have a guest on, on the air as I've never said that this first time. So Scott, you're now my first, I've been able to say I have a guest on the air, Scott Segrin, uh, LA filmmaker, famous dude. <laughs> yes. No. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, Scott and I and Allie met, um, making a movie. And so Scott, Yes. Long walks on the beach. What's what's your story? <laughs> totally. Long walks on the beach. Uh, yeah, that's how I got started in movies. Actually, <laughs> I was uh, I was walking on the beach and I saw this guy and he was like filming stuff. I was like, "What you doing, bro?" And he was like, "I'm making a movie." I was like, "Oh, cool. Can I be in it?" <laughs> And the rest is history. <laughs> yes. The rest is history. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, the, the yeah. so many subtleties <laughs> that go with that. If you hear a kid screaming in the back, it's Allie's kids are dying. <laughs> oh, um, man, I'm so tired of screaming kids. <laughs> That's you're a teacher, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Scott pays, pays, pays his bills educating young minds. Yeah, that's a scary thought. <laughs> what, what, what grade do you teach? I teach, like... First through fifth grade. No, actually, now it's first through sixth grade. Oh, my what? God. That, that is a whole other beast. They let me teach children. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I completely forgot about that because what is it you have on your Google uh, tagline? Like you can put your little catchphrase. There was some... Uh, no, I don't either. I, yeah. No, I don't know what it is right now. It's funny, but I saw that, or I think it said something like educating young minds, and I, I piddled a little That's bit. That's right. Uh, knowing I will never have children now. Shaping young minds. Yes, that was it. Shaping that was it. young minds. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm uh, influencing a generation of children to be zombie killers and uh, general psychopaths. Nice. Well, they're. Therein lies one of the reasons I know you and wanted to talk to you is, uh, speaking of zombies, uh, season one of Survival of the Dumbest, done in the can, aired, and has a bajillion hits, basically, right? Yeah, it's doing pretty well. Uh, we got we got a web series, Survival of the Dumbest, and it's really ridiculous. It's, uh, <laughs> three guys, against all odds, have survived the zombie apocalypse. The tagline is, uh, the world is by a zombie apocalypse and these three idiots are our only hope <laughs> so, that's what I was saying uh, yeah, it chronicles our story basically. Th- that's what I was saying before we called you is uh, 
is, is I was telling Allie how I'd originally worked with you and, uh, or knew you and all that. And I was like, yeah, that's probably how the apocalypse will happen. It's not going to be the smart people or the people with the guns. It will be your three characters. They will survive the apocalypse. And you, of course. That's the fun. It's half the fun because we thought about, you know, I mean, you've seen the show. It's oh, ridiculous. It is right? awesome, ridiculous, though. It is. We, uh, we thought, what would, like, if the zombie apocalypse were to occur, let's say it happened. Yes. And let's say you survived long enough for, you know, zombies to be kind of an everyday normal thing. How would you live your life after that? And that's kind of how this ended up coming about. So you just got funding for season two. Congratulations. Um, yeah, we actually awesome. just started shooting season two yes. this past weekend. And and I'm and, no, I'm noticing well the way I don't want any spoilers, but I know the, the way the first one ended, first season ended, and the way this one's going, how I got a it begs the comparison, how because you just said how how is the world gonna go when it's the norm, when the zombies are the norm. And that begs the comparison where I'm at on season three of Walking Dead. How, how, but those are geniuses, those people, compared to your three characters. <laughs> yes, indeed. They are geniuses. But see, what you notice watching season one, while we are pretty pretty dumb and we make stupid mistakes and stupid decisions, we're still generally, we're, we're people. And uh, my character is the smartest of the three. Yeah, you're the brains so of the group, for sure. <laughs> kind of start making more logical choices, a little bit. Season two still has we still have our our stupid mistakes and decisions we make without giving anything away. Yeah, I mean I can say without really giving anything away. In the first episode of season two, we find ourselves in a problem because uh, we're on the road um, and we are low on supplies like food and water, and uh, <laughs> that's a problem. No. And uh, it's even worse problem when you have Xander who just is completely oblivious to what we do and do not have. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, can, can you mention the uh, the logical the person in the group the new addition from season one that trickled into season two who I believe is with you right now that helps you would think uh, as far as stereotypes concerned help rein you three males in to find some logic in the chaos or is that well a, yeah is that a spoiler at the end of season one we uh, we uh, get a new a new cast member. Uh, Miss Miss Danny Gray as Kathy Kane. That's right. Of the lady persuasion. A, of the lady persuasion. <laughs> she, she is a lady and she is a badass and uh, she like she busts on the scene saving our asses and we're like what exactly crazy <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know like there's anybody left and now here's this chick and she's like kicking ass and taking names and pulling our ass out of the muck. And uh, then she's going to leave us, and we decide, we try to convince her to stay, and she stays with us. She stays with us through the end of season one. And then, hey, and then there cool. are You said you tried to convince her to stay, or you tried to convince her to leave? I missed that for a second. <laughs> oh, we tried to convince her to stay at the end of season okay, one. Okay, I was going Because she realizes with you is probably the anti-survival decision to be made. She like, knows it's probably not the best best choice of uh, <laughs> things to do, but she does it anyway because we're we're fairly likable despite being stupid. So, with season two, do you see? Uh, uh, do you kind of? Because I know when I got was in your guys' studio, you guys have like I, to to kiss Scott's butt a little bit here. Um, they have like a whiteboard setup that looks like they're running the Matrix, and I got kind of <laughs> lost. I got kind of lost in the algorithms that I saw. 
but do you guys have for season two kind of an end point or are you going lost on us and you're making this crap up as you go? No, we actually have three season six figured out. Really? That's why I was lost with all the uh, the binary code on your whiteboard. I, you know, I always wonder about that with series. Like, do they really plan that far ahead or do you just make stuff up as you go along? See, it's the beauty of it, actually, is uh, <laughs> we have three seasons. Like, the show ends at season six. That's the plan. Okay. And we have basically a story arc for each season of things we, we know we want to happen. And that's, that's what it is. It's main points we want to happen through each season. Now, how we get to those points changes and evolves as we discuss the story and we work on it. Mm. You're, you're no small genius. I was about, I was about say. to say, so you're smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you have an education, can write and stuff. I'm lucky if I know what I'm doing an hour from now. Yeah. Let's so, be honest. Well, we, we've been pretty lucky. We just we, we know our characters very well because we're playing them, and they're very similar to who we actually are in real life, so it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah, that, I, was gonna, wrote, I didn't even like, create the series in the first place. Yeah, I was going to say that for those who haven't seen it, and if they don't, I'm going to hunt them down uh, Jay and Silent Bob style and smack you around. I'll find out where right, you live. Right. You need to see this series, but... If you know these three and then you watch this series, they're smart in real life. So they've you guys have changed that a little bit, obviously. But your guys' dynamic, right. if you ever get a chance to meet the three of these guys in person and then watch the show, you're clapping like a kid at a, at a circus watching this. It's It just makes me happy watching you guys. <laughs> it, but yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, we have, uh, we have a lot of ridiculous moments in season one. And see, this, the show changed. In uh, episodes three and four, because we go into what we call feelings territory, and we uh, <laughs> go in a little backstory there, which is cool. I remember there were tears in an episode or two. There were some moments. There was. There was. There was. And now that there's a lady persuasion on the uh, series, God only knows where that could go. Oh, all sorts of estrogen. <laughs> so there, well, there's going to be even more. We introduce uh, uh, some new cast members in season two. And uh, just like, uh, I know, you were talking about Walking Dead. There is a parallel, but that actually was something we came up with before. We wrote most of Season 2 as The Walking Dead Season 3 was starting. So Yeah, well, I'll vouch for that, yeah. I'll, that was absolutely yeah. true. Parallels, but uh, no, we, we definitely encounter people. And in Season 2, it's definitely about people in the world that are still out there, both good and bad. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, yeah, you're expanding the universe essentially. Which, whether who de- whoever does it, whether it's Walking Dead or you know any post 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 apocalypse series, it's going to happen. So you just did it with the three dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so in, in uh, it's kind of great uh, season two. There's uh, there's some serious shit that goes down. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm jacked. I can't wait. Well, We're before we forget, we sh- we should have. Uh, hoard this out right at the start. Uh, what's your Webisodes Network uh, address, like, so people can see this? Oh, right. I forget. That, that would be uh, webisodesnetwork.com slash survival of the dumbest. That was easy. <laughs> Super easy. Where's right? my notes? Uh, I should have had that written down. <laughs> um, so speaking uh, of... Yeah, you can find us on there, and uh, the Webisodes Network YouTube channel also has us featured on there, so you can check that out as yeah. well if uh, you have a very slow computer. <laughs> yeah, every time uh, accidental self promotion here. Every time I look at my series on Webisodes Network, 
Scott's way out popularizes mine. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the Dumbest is wow. always wow. yeah. Survival of the Dumbest is always for the like, longest time. Uh, they had it just as the top series, like the top ten series, and we were number two. Yeah, for the it's, longest it's, time. That's it awesome. still fluctuates up there awesome. still, so people need to see well, they it. Changed it. What? They changed it to trending series. Now oh. it's trending series instead of top series. F, F trending. trending series is still cool though because when, as soon as they change changes the trending series, I think this gives a pretty good picture without being cocky. They changed <laughs> the trending series, and when they did, we were number eleven on the list. And then we put up the last part of the Christmas special, which is awesome. And now we're number four. Nice. So, okay. So it's it's an, it's more evolving. Like it's kind of like a real time, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like whatever's being watched most at the moment. At the moment. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's almost a real snapshot of really what's how it's going down. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Awesome. Well, so here's the said way that sucks. But speaking of zombies. <laughs> Anything uh, in the Seagrin household uh, for like Halloween? Like, do, are you were you the kid? Uh, I'll paint the picture to to kind of give you the palette. My mom, I don't know if she saw the writing on the wall, but uh, I went to an all Lutheran all Lutheran grade school, and I was Beetlejuice, and she <laughs> had the peeling skin. I mean, she should be a makeup artist in L.A. And uh, but for those of you in my age range. Uh, Beetlejuice honk, honked his crotch. Do you remember that scene, Scott? <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, if, unbeknownst to my poor, nice Christian mother, I, I bought a bike horn, taped it around my waist so I could, <laughs> so I could honk my crotch at my at my Christian uh, or my Lutheran uh, grade school. And <laughs> that so, is fantastic. Exactly. And she also was Freddy Krueger. She helped me Freddy Krueger, like a, a replica. I was a clone of Freddy Krueger at same same Lutheran school. Uh, and for those of you who don't know the Freddy Krueger legend, he he's the son of a thousand maniacs. I.e., was one woman is, <laughs> one woman is, was raped by a thousand people. So that was good Lutheran upbringing. And, oh yeah. Yeah, and okay. and, and thirdly, mom, uh, she wired a red eye under fake charred skin, and I was the Terminator when he had his flesh blown off. So I had half my face, Ooh, half awesome. of my face was normal. The other half was like tin foil, so you could see the metal exoskeleton. Seriously, and, and she wired it. Yeah, she had a nine volt battery wired behind my ear. It was, you know, I probably have cancer of the brain, but it was still Halloween was serious in the Bosley household. What about you? What about you? Any was the writing on the wall for you? I've always taken Halloween very seriously. <laughs> always. That's like one of my favorite holidays. You get to dress up as whatever the hell you want to be. I, I, a lot of times we put like a year. I would I'd start planning out like what I wanted to be a year ahead of time. What? Which is funny, ironically, because for the first year ever, I found myself like I just haven't had time and I have nothing for Halloween to be this year. You, you, nothing. Wait, you have six, seven days and you still have no agenda or plan? Nope. This call is over. <laughs> 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 you just got black. Yeah, this is getting edited. No kidding. This I've, been, is... I, I've been shooting a web series here, man. Touche. Well played. That's valid. That's valid. I, I stand correct. <laughs> well, this is the first Halloween in probably my adult life since I got aged and angry and bitter at the world that I'm actually doing something for <laughs> Halloween. So it's been a role reversal. Allie here has been doing the the brood thing. She That's carved right. pumpkins tonight. And... We made pumpkins. We carved pumpkins tonight. We're trying to figure out. Uh, Costumes. Have you you've seen the LED like stick man thing, right? Have you seen yeah. this? The thing floating around. Today. Yes, yes. I'm trying. I'm trying to convince my youngest into letting me do that to him. But right now he's pretty stuck on 
um, like zombie lumberjack. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, so this is the thing. Um, he was a zombie football player last year, and I've been trying to convince him to be a lumberjack this year so that like I could do like the fake beard and like the flannel shirt and suspenders and everything. <laughs> Um, and he was like, well, what about, cause he's like four and he's four and a half. He's almost five. He's like, well, can we put like an ax in my head? Nice. <laughs> and I was like, That's you awful. mean like a zombie lumberjack? He was like, yeah. Who's your next guest star? And so, <laughs> so I think there, I think my, my four year old is going to be a zombie lumberjack with an ax in that his head. That is amazing. I'm impressed. Which That's is, badass. which is a departure from my upbringing. Cause I was not allowed to do Halloween as a child. That's the devil's holiday. <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> Well, of course. Oh, I mean, what else is there? Clearly. I should go as the LED man. Six and a half feet tall of that. Can you imagine that? That would be amazing. <laughs> no, that would be we amazing. put that kid in the show. <laughs> Just, and don't even address it. Do it like the Chihuahua and Hot Shots. Just have him randomly <laughs> run through the scenes and have nobody take any notice of him. Like it's just happenstance, and that's the norm for you guys. So, um, well, for the sake of people that are, uh, you know, squirrel and and, and pen lights, um, start tailoring it down. Any any other? I, I don't want to bring up fix because that's a little self-serving. But any other uh, things on the horizon in the past and the burner greenlit project? Oh man. Uh... So many things. Time to, this is the time to be the horror we all know you are. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for that, Jeff. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. You know, keep, that, keep that in mind. The last, last time uh, you get the bedroom privileges. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> next episode. We'll, we'll address that on the test. <laughs> that's, anyway, that's the uh, cliffhanger. We're, we're still trying to finish up. Uh, we're still trying to finish up Fix with the sound design on it. Uh, Aaron is... Uh, Aaron's at the head of that, so I got to wait on him, and he's just taking a sweet time. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's still planning on doing the feature film version of that with Mr. Jeff Bosley. And uh, I hear he's an a hole to work with. So, no, yeah, he is. But <laughs> anything personally for you guys outside of Survival of the Dumbest, or is that pretty much your attention? Uh, pretty much personally, I've got. Uh, Aside from that, outside of outside of fix, outside of survival of the dumbest, uh, working on a couple of really small shorts that are going to be kind of gnarly to do with some friends uh, during the break between uh, there's a mid season break for season two of survival of the dumbest, and during that break we're going to try to shoot a feature film of some kind. We don't even know what it is, but we're just going to do it. That's yeah. Well, that's kind of what's cool about your level. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, Universal isn't telling you to make this picture, but obviously, you're not right. you're not the high schooler shooting a movie on an iPhone. So it's kind of like uh, exactly. I have time. I'm going to make a movie now. Let's figure out what we're going to do. So it's uh, it, uh, ironically, <laughs> you have I freedom be, uh, yet. <laughs> I will be fully immersed in this thing. Like during this break, we're going to shoot uh, me and Austin, who plays Derek on our show. We were talking, and uh, we were trying to figure out an idea to shoot this feature film during our break, and today we actually came up with a sci-fi western idea that we're going to try to do. <laughs> that's, so, that's going to be awesome. You have my support automatically. Um, uh, of course. Yeah, really. Well, cool. So, uh, at the end of everything, Allie and I, I, I don't even know if I filled you in, um, This we, the, 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 umbrella, the parent company of this podcast is A Day in the Life Of, which was basically my cop-out of not committing to any sort of theme for my podcast. So it's kind of like, Perfect. yeah, it's, it's a non-committal podcast. Allie and I have a little subset thing called Hippie in the Caveman. And since you've worked with us, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of caveman-esque. 
and, and Allie, <laughs> Allie is the antithesis of said caveman. So, um, at the end of every, uh, thing we, we plug ourselves at B, do you have a website or just is, is webisodes network probably your go-to for that or, uh, your... I would say definitely hit up webisodesnetwork.com. Find us on Facebook under uh, One of Four Films, Survival of the Dumbest, or Exit Media. Mm-hmm. All of are awesome, and you can get to any one of us through there. Sweet. So I would do that. Um, we're also developing another couple of web series. One of them is taking place in the world of Sentinel City, aka where Spix happens. Awesome. So uh, yeah, you'll uh, you'll have to walk in through that one. <laughs> I know an actor that'll probably be calling you a lot and, and loving you. Yes, yes. I thought I thought you might. I, I yeah, I'm sure he's that that kind of guy. So, well, uh, again, Scott Seagren, Exit Media, Exit X E X I D, not Exit. Uh, Survival of the Dumbest on Webisodes Network, uh, YouTube. I highly encourage you watch season one. Uh, obviously. It's awesome. There's a bunch of web minisodes. Allie and I already talked about before we gave you a call. Yeah, very funny stuff. Yes, and uh, the Christmas stuff makes me tingle a little bit. I've actually watched it, and I'm not lying. I've watched them both a couple, like all the episodes of the Christmas specials, a couple times. So, uh, exactly. For those of you, that, yeah. <laughs> for those of you that like behind the scenes, there's blooper reels and just all the things that kind of give a show its personality. So check them out. And uh, Scott Seagren will probably be on the air again someday. Hiring me to mow his lawn. So, <laughs> and we'll talk about. That. All right, thanks, Scott. All right, so that was a little discombobulated due to just the way of the life, but you know, forget it. But that's what makes it fun. So, first, first, third, Allie and I were just rambling, talking about life, babies, uh, how babies are made, how they're not made, <laughs> and special guest Scott Seagren from a good buddy of mine in Los Angeles worked with and now we're back to just the hippie and the caveman aspect of the show uh Allie's kids are we still have proof of life <laughs> we've checked pulses and then appropriately doped up those pulses with NyQuil <laughs> not really <laughs> Allie's a great mother <laughs> I would like to say like on the record I did not give my children NyQuil she's right she did not when she children's wasn't looking <laughs> when she wasn't looking I did <laughs> I mean, I think you're far more qualified to medicate my children than I am. That is actually true. Not because of something in a basement with tinfoil on the window. Not the creepy Uncle, basement. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Sam has trained me to dispense medication. Let's <laughs> just keep it at that. So, uh, Allie was talking about some of her projects. I think you left off with uh, the still shoot with your daughter. That's right. It was a commercial shoot. It was actually um, Cabela's holiday shoot. Bam. Oh. Yeah. That's not yeah, too it small. was. Yeah, no, it was. It was awesome. It was. It was a fun thing, and she got to see how it works. And I think she has the bug a little bit. So oh, we'll see. Those are famous last words. I know, right? <laughs> you do it now while they're young, jumping a. <laughs> oh, whoa! Too so- well, what? It's not too soon, except it's in the news again. <laughs> um, so you know, is that about it? You're just getting ready to shoot. Yeah, you're big, I, I'm, you're big one now. I, yeah, I'm soon. wrapping up the shoot I was working on last weekend, and then um, working on Trauma, which is a feature that I've been working on for a while now, which is very, very exciting. It's absolutely incredible script. Um, it's you know you can find it under Trauma the feature, 
um, the director's Eileen Agosta. It really, like, it's one of the most incredible scripts I've got to be a part of. Like, when I signed my non-disclosure and got the script <laughs> in the mail and sat there reading it, I literally was like, I want to disclose I this. Believe, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe I get to do this. Like, awesome. it's just, it's that moment, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know you've wanted to do this for a long time, yeah. too, and me, and it was just one of those things that you're like, wow, like, like, yeah. I'm really going to get to do all of this. Like, these are the kind of movies that I've watched for yeah. my entire life and thought that would be so awesome. Yeah, there are so, those roles that just kind of give you the fix. Yeah, I And mean, they're the ones that are like, this is actually what I like to do. And I'll actually, I'm not, not to kiss Allie's butt here a little bit. Uh, I did audition for this and I rightfully didn't get the part, but this, she's right. This is an amazing script. And Allie got the part that she deserves and is, was, was happened, uh, essentially written for her, even though they didn't know she existed. Aw, thanks. So, yeah. Like thanks. I said, I, I, I mow Allie's lawn. It's so. exciting. It's a, it's a psychological <laughs> thriller. So that's, it's fun. You know, it's fun to get to, to jump into that kind of yeah. role and you know, mess with people head. Exactly. I mean, those are my favorite kind of movies. My favorite movie of all time is fight club. Okay. Which like totally fucks with your head. Yeah. No, I love the end is, is so like six cents. Same thing. Exactly. Which random side note. So, uh, what's there's a radio station here. Uh, K rock Kevin uh, radio station. Allie and I could not get to work in my car last time. We were driving driving through downtown LA. It's called K rock Kevin and Bean. They have an awesome little Z like morning show hour. And I guess they did a special on it. One of those classic shows at the end where your jaw drops and like, what the, to me is Sixth Sense. Mm. Like, you're like, he was a ghost the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, yeah, you deserve you're probably that. not going to see it. Let's um, be honest. But he, uh, basically they did a, a, a joke or a little bit on, um, shows when they show them in other countries, they had to change the title, the language, cause it just didn't translate right. Mm. And literally Sixth Sense, the way they chose to translate it, it was something like in Japan or some other country, the title was called He's a Ghost. Oh, so, like literally, oh, six, yeah, oh. exactly. So it'd be like having Fight Club saying Bipolar Club, you know, or, or something. So. He is Tyler Durden. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry if you haven't watched that one. Yeah, spoiler either. alert. Yeah, we've just ruined two really good movies so for do you. So, I mean, are you allowed to talk about what you've. Yes, that uh, ish. Um, ish. In the spirit of non-disclosures, um, th- this was freaking awesome. This was my little kid trying to not pee his pants excitement moment. Um, I uh, I've been fortunate enough to meet a couple people in the behind the scenes part of movies. Uh, a gentleman named Matt Anderson and uh, he his little influential cartel of second unit directors and, and stunt coordinators. Um, that have an IMDb page. You just have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll to see everything they've done. Most recently, they just these his key and the crew and my friend uh, finished just working on the new Captain America, nice. like that level of awesomeness. And mm-hmm. I'm probably just a step up from the guy that opens the door for these guys when they get on set, and then I clean up their spit when they sneeze. But I was fortunate enough to uh, Fast and Furious Seven uh, was being shot, and I was fortunate enough to go and be on the behind the scenes second unit stuff which essentially if you think about it for those of you who don't know second unit uh basically let's say there's a car chase and hero is in card one and bad guys in car two so you, so you do all the close-ups with mr famous guy and mr famous guy and then but then when they do the master shots and they show the car that's all second unit or sometimes when you're seeing the dude's the head 
like mm-hmm. in the from the back seat at the driver that's yeah. a completely different day completely sure. different state well, whatever and it's but yeah i mean second unit is basically everything that the, the, the star, yeah the, anything that's not that the, the face stars, everything yeah. that the stars are not speaking in exactly or the face or nowadays face. probably don't need that anymore but that is pretty much everything second unit. even yeah. like a hand grabbing a door where they do a close-up of a hand yeah. that's second unit. i mean you cannot you can't bother the superstar to open the door yeah i mean, I mean. he's making 10 million dollars he, he's not trained for this his hands aren't manny pettied like mine no but that no but that's exciting <laughs> but no and so yeah so to see second unit it's 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 a little bit more casual because it's it's not as obviously the 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 studio is running the show but it's it's not as structured probably and i don't want to sound like uh, a little bitter but probably because that level of money is not on set like it's sure. the rock or vin diesel or whatever sure there's a lot of reasons to be on a very strict and not fun schedule um but yeah second unit it's literally i got to spend two days up on a steep steep mountain up in the rockies they literally you just spend the day blowing up things and driving <laughs> cars off cliffs They're like oh that one's broken let's get the other mercedes drive that oh, one off word. the cliff and it's just it's all the cool parts of Fast and Furious. I'm I'm a action hero lover at heart. So Fast and Furious Seven, Fast and Furious Seventeen, I'll watch them all. Uh, and the one one of the many credits I'll give them is they are very the stunts that these guys do with not using CGI with their cars. Mm. Uh, these drivers should be dead. Um, yeah. And knock on wood. But uh, the stuff they do on mountain passes is astounding. And so to actually see it live, see cars flipping, see all these explosions and all that, I was fortunate enough to be part of that. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. I got to meet meet some names, um, and that's where all the non-disclosure stuff comes in. But it was, it was yeah, it was basically schmooze. I was like, you know, I, I bump into him. I'm like, oh, excuse me. By the way, do you know who I am? <laughs> that didn't last very long. I, oh, and oh, and that's actually we have notes. Well, at least I do because I'm a little OCD. But I had a funny note uh, of topics Allie and I want to t- touch on, and on Fast and Furious. So. I'm a little terrified, a little new, not sure how second unit works. And even though my buddy told me it was pretty casual, I was still a little nervous. And uh, so I really have to pee if you need to go on finish the audience. It's but fine. you actually, you'll probably love this. So I really, 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 really have to go to the bathroom. I've held it way too long. They had to close down the mountain. So I was in traffic for a while until they let us drive through and go to our parking spots. Um, I just go into the, ran out of ski lodge. I basically shut down a ski mountain for the sure. shoot. Of course they and I, Yeah. <laughs> All the money. Oh. So I go t- haul and butt into the like, the lodge, and there's a set of doors. You know, as you go in, if you go straight, you'll go into one bathroom, and if you button hook, you'll go into the other one. For some reason, I had this innate urge: the males would be the one you button hook into. So I'm running into like a little kid doing the pee pee dance, <laughs> pinching my loins together, unzipping while I'm running. TMI. Yeah, TMI. no TMI. There's way more plenty. So I button hook in there, and I'm like, God, where's the urinals? Forget it. And I kick open a door, and I kick open the the, the little butt cheek lid thing and flip that and I do my duty and then I'm doing my duty for a while because I really had to pee and I'm like wow there are no urinals in here this is the stupidest ski resort ever <laughs> washing my hands and then a gaggle of like 10 women come in oh. to stare at me like I had just locked up their family in a basement I was like that's why there's no urinals well you know and, you, you do have a little bit of an intimidating presence yeah and I definitely did not look clean i definitely looked like a wandered homeless guy that came, up, <laughs> came out of the mountains to use the pee hole um, but that's about it i'll uh want to go to pause real quick sure we'll do a pause real quick uh sponsored by not children's time because it's not working children's <laughs> this will be sponsored by children's morphine all right so god i hate this thing uh donald's motrin 
children, children's morphine. Um, so yeah, uh, talked about movies, us. We're going to wrap it up at the 45 minute mark. Um, it's been so long since we did this. Uh, go to iTunes. And yeah, go ahead. You have some. No, I was going to say tonight has been a little bit chaotic anyway with the with the sick kids and filming at my house. And but yeah, you know what? Adam Carolla has. I want to say, do you know Adam Carolla is? Yeah, the Man Show mm -hmm. fame. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's sidekick. I think still to date he has the number one podcast in existence, mm. and uh, he records it from home. He probably has a little better setup, but you know what? That's I think that's the fun stuff is hearing kids screaming in the background, <laughs> dogs, dogs, <laughs> emasculating pets, other stuffed animals, whatever. But so it has been a little chaotic. It's fun, uh, a little out of order, but you know that's what makes that's, uh, that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. That. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last plug we had, or the last um, episode. Uh, yeah, go to it's up now on iTunes. Go to just uh, your iTunes store. Just search for Jeff Bosley, B O S L E Y, and you'll find our podcast there, which is pretty much only populated by Allie and I's Hippie and the Caveman. So I've yet to go solo because it scares me. <laughs> um, so iTunes podcasts, uh, we got it there. Um, if you have ideas, suggestions, or please feedback, comments there, you can do reviews, four or five stars. If they have a 10 star option, I highly suggest you do them at least nine. <laughs> uh, podcast if you want to email us uh, I have we have a web or a email address just for this podcast at jeffbosley.com I can't get rid of my own name in it so uh, podcast at jeffbosley.com and if you want to talk to me I'm sure he'll forward I, yeah along. there's a forward button I think so well, I said us <laughs> anything to do with hippie and the caveman day in the life of uh, yeah the podcast email and uh, appreciate the support tell your friends uh, all that stuff and yeah Hippie and the Caveman, episode three, that sick three children, a phone call in Los Angeles from a friend watching a movie I want to be watching right now, spray tans, uh, disease, <laughs> children's <laughs> drugs, and uh, squeaky chairs and faulty software. Thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, is that yeah, about it? That's, that's about it. <laughs> All right, yeah, bye. You're just here like me.